Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, January 11th. Happy Travel Tuesday out there, everyone. We've got an exciting show for you coming up today. But first, I have to give a huge shout out to my favorite college football team, the Georgia Bulldogs. They are the national champs. They beat Alabama last night in a thrilling game. I'm not going to talk too much about that. I could talk for hours and hours about Georgia sports. As you guys uh, know me out there, you know that I love the Georgia Bulldogs. So I just had to give a few a quick plug on that because I'm really, really excited and really happy that uh, my team finally did it after 41 years of a championship drought. Were there and in the same year the Atlanta Braves won so it's a good time to be a Georgia sports fan out there but uh, that's enough of sports talk because this is a travel podcast uh, so coming up on the show today we're going to be talking about family travel a lot of exciting stuff there and the new trends that are happening in the industry on that front and we'll also dive into the news as well as there's some updates on some key destinations around the world but before we get to that I do have to wish everyone a happy national shop for travel day And the best way to shop for travel out there, folks, you already know it. You know what I'm going to say? Shop with a travel advisor. Yes, a trusted travel advisor out there will come in clutch in so many different ways. I say it all the time on this podcast, and I will never stop saying it because that is what you should do when you shop for travel is book with a travel advisor. And that leads us into bringing our guest on today. And now joining me on the show today is Jill Taylor of Jet Set World Travel. Jill, welcome to the show. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Eric, for having me. Um, I am a luxury travel advisor based in Chicago. Um, I've been in the business for 15 years, and um, I feel so blessed to be in this industry, even with all the craziness that's gone on the last two years. It's just the best group of people, great support, and um, hoping that um, we'll all sort of start this new year off with a with a fresh start and a, and a great 2022. Um um, my business partner and I, uh, Peter Tibble, we try to spend as much time on the road traveling so we can come back to our clients with our experiences and our um, destination knowledge and our um, relationships with other uh, suppliers around the world. And um, we've been a little bit um, not able to travel as much, but we're hoping to get back on the road here fairly soon in 2022. Um, so um, we sell a lot of uh, family travel, a lot of active adventure, soft adventure travel, a lot of honeymoons, a lot of multi-gen um, families, um, and we specialize pretty much, um, I do a lot of multi-country Europe, a lot of Africa, a lot of South America, Latin America, but we do sell the globe. Wonderful. Yes, it is a beautiful world out there. And Jill and I are going to talk a little bit about that expertise of hers of family travel a little bit later on in the show. But first, as we do for every show, in case this is your first time listening, let's dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. And we begin first with the unfortunate uh, Omicron, Omicron still that we're dealing with. Um, travel advisors out there are dealing with cancellations to varying varying degrees. Some are experiencing it worse than others for sure, but um, especially if you are on the cruise side of things, the last week with cancellations has been tough um, in that sector, but it's an unfortunate situation. Cancellations are happening again. So Jill, how has Omicron been impacting your business as we start off 2022 here? Well, thankfully, it has not been as devastating as the past variants. I think people are really just kind of ready to travel. They're over it. They, they want to get on the road. They are just wanting to make sure that they're doing it as safely as they can. I think travel insurance has been helpful with, you know, knowing that if you book a trip and you do test positive, travel insurance does cover you. So we're not seeing as much many cancellations. I think people are, again, wanting to make sure that they've got some fun on the books. Um, they're also... Um, 
maybe holding off a little bit on putting down financial, you know, commitments. They want to guarantee things and then kind of wait and see what's going to happen in the next month or so. But I do feel like there's a po- more positive um, outlook to this. I think it's fa- it's passing quicker than it was in the past. And so I think people are, are not canceling like they did before. Yeah, people are definitely ready to travel and ready to get out there and explore the world. And we've seen a lot of different stuff over the last uh, few weeks here as, you know, Omicron first popped up and then now getting into the new year and moving forward with everything. But um, there are brighter days ahead. I think with um, with this, too, it's a lot of people are worried more so about all the changes that have been happening. And we'll, we'll touch on some of the destination updates that have been announced in the kind of in the last week here in a minute. But, you know, there are brighter days ahead. And as the industry wave season is, is underway here, the start of the of the new year, it's when people tend to look and ahead uh, and plan out their entire year, plan out their vacations, what they're going to do. Uh, in fact, today is actually National Shop for Travel Day, which is awesome. Uh, so, Jill, oh. yeah, um, January sees a lot of planning, sure. But is January actually the best time to book travel? I think so. And the reason being is so many people did postpone their past trips um, and they're moving forward. So we're seeing like even Europe being so popular, people had to push back their trips from 2020, 2021. And so I think we're seeing availability is actually getting tighter than we actually expected. So we're telling clients, go ahead and book ahead, especially even for festive. I think this year for festive got really hard to find space. So we're telling people, go ahead and look out, go ahead and look and, and at least get the trip plan that you want. And then if you have to wait, to make financial commitments or deposits to put down. Let's just know that this trip's going to be on, you know, on for you and we'll take care of it as needed moving forward. That's great. Yeah. I, I see a lot of deals too around this time of year. Um, ever since I came, transitioned over and started working in the travel industry, you've been in the industry longer than I have. So I'm sure you see, you know, the start of the year is just a big push to like actually get out and plan and, and get things set. And I think, you know, over this last whole pandemic that we've been dealing with the last few years here is like, it's, it's finally seems like there's actually an end in sight more so than, you know, what we would have said like last summer, like, Oh, it's coming. And then, you know, there goes Delta variant. And then now here we are again with another variant. So hopefully these variants are like getting weaker and we're, we're done with them. And then by the summer we can really get that rebound and that uh, recovery process going. But yeah, this January is, is there's always deals of plenty that I, that I see throughout the year. Um, throughout the year, there's always deals, but January for sure. There's, there's always a big, strong push to, to start Q1 off with, with such a big, um, positive note and, and with bookings and everything. So that's good that you're, you're seeing as well. Right. Yeah. So moving over to destination news and some of the updates here, I'm just going to kind of run through what's been happening. Uh, some travel destinations out there are now requiring proof of a COVID-19 vaccine booster uh, to enter travel. That includes my um, Maui, uh, Hawaii here in the U.S., along international destinations of France, the Netherlands, and the UAE. Um, the State Department actually kicked off the year here with uh, 16 new travel advisories at, at the, the first week of the year. Uh, Aruba was pretty much uh, probably the most notable one there. They were added to the do not travel list. Uh, Again, this is just the recommendations from the State Department. And uh, most uh, recently, actually, as of yesterday, the State Department and CDC advised against traveling to Canada. Um, Again, just a recommendation there. So take what you will from that and work with your travel advisor is always my uh, go-to advice on that of what you feel comfortable with and what's going around um, other destination news, um, Israel's now, we've got some good good news on the destination fronts. Israel's reopening to U.S. travelers. Uh, Bahamas is making it easier to enter. It will no longer require travelers to have a mandatory PCR test to enter. Ireland lifted its pre-testing requirements for visitors. The U.K. also loosened travel restrictions for vaccinated visitors. So a lot of good news on that front. And then one 
and then not so great news of Italy is tightening its rules a little bit and is requiring people to show proof of vaccination or proof of recent recovery from COVID to be able to stay in hotels and go to cafes and things like that. So a lot of a lot of uh, information going on on the destination front as we are not too surprised by this because of the new variant variant is impacting things. Um, it's a lot of key destinations around the world. So it's just another reason why you should uh, work with a trusted travel advisor out there. It's always my go-to on that. Um, so Jill, I want to ask you, any of these destin updates, destination updates, are which was most intriguing to you? Uh, any things uh, stand out on that front? Any destinations you hope that will reopen that haven't yet or, or will ease restrictions that are pretty tight that you're seeing that clients are interested in maybe? Curious your, your, your thoughts on that. Um. I think that um, for what we're hoping for is going to be, I mean, Asia, Indonesia, um, Scandinavia, um, those are countries that we've obviously had to kind of put on hold. Australia, New Zealand, we're just hoping that, you know, they'll, they'll be able to come back. We have a lot of trips that are planned on the, in the fall and winter of uh, or their summer coming up in 2022 and 2023. And I think that's, I think for most people, they're just waiting for, to feel 100% confident that they're going to be able to go to those destinations. Um, I think Israel is one of those places that kept opening, closing, opening, closing. So we're hoping that Israel stays open. Um, And again, I think for Europe, I I think it's, it's been challenging to do multi-country Europe. So I think as um, if, if, as the European countries, if they could all work together a little easier so that people can do those multi-country destinations, I think that's really what clients are looking for. Uh, yeah, that's interesting to know because a lot, that is such a big draw for, for Americans traveling over to Europe is being able to knock out multiple places at once and haven't been able to do that. And right now that makes it even harder. Um, a little bit easier, obviously, if you do maybe through a tour or like a river cruise and you can hit multiple spots. Um, that's what I did last August, which was a lot of fun. But, you know, the, everything is continually changing here as we progress through this pandemic and the waves and everything. So, yeah, with the multi-Europe trips right there, I think if you want to do that, you know, it set your sights to the future, I think, a little bit. I've seen so much, of, and you, you kind of hinted at that a little bit, too, is we're going to see a big boom into Europe once these restrictions are kind of dwindling down. Would you agree? Absolutely. I think we were lucky last year that we had a lot of um, well-traveled clients that really wanted to go to Europe and they had the most amazing time because they didn't have as many people. Like Venice was amazing. People just kept talking about how amazing Venice was. And so I think people are hoping to get there and we we see a lot of spring travel for Europe ready to go because they want to get there before the crowds come back. Yeah, that is key too. And especially, you know, you mentioned Venice, like that's a, a destination that had long been battling with over tourism. So you don't see that issue right now. And I do wonder like a year from now, maybe like summer of 23, what are those, some of those destinations that were very overcrowded on things, how are they going to be dealing with the influx of what should be a huge wave of a lot of travelers? So that'll be something to look you know out for in the future. But for right now, I think it's, it's going to be a great time to travel to Europe this year if you feel comfortable enough to get out there because there are still going to be fewer crowds, even at what would seem like a peak time you know, in the summer when a lot of people do travel. It probably still won't be as much as what you've seen in the past if you've ever been. Yeah, and I, I felt the same way about Africa this year. Is, I mean, people that got to travel to Africa or they're traveling to Africa coming up soon, they have they have so many of the parks almost to themselves. And it's just been such a special experience. So for those that are willing to travel and take that advantage of the opportunities, there's just so many places out there that aren't as busy and they're never going to get that chance probably again. Absolutely. So that, again, goes to my point, always working with a travel advisor, they can kind of guide you in that direction if you aren't familiar with using one out there and uh, tell you where you can go to experience uh, very few crowds at this time. So 
Uh, one place where you'll always see crowds, um, unless it was the March of 2020, obviously, is uh, the airports. Uh, so segueing <laughs> over to air travel news, we've had a lot of cancellations was the big storyline for the last week. Really, just, uh, as we the kicked off 2022, that was kind of the big storyline for air travel. But thankfully, that appears to be trailing off. Um, just for the numbers sake of it, you had more than 26,000 U.S. flights were canceled in the 15 days between December 24th, 2021 and January 7th, 2022. So that's and they had more than 97,000 were delayed. So a lot of frustrations there to start the new year on the air travel side of things. Jill, did you have any clients that were impacted by recent air travel woes or uh, any insight you could provide to our listeners of what travelers should do if they find themselves with a canceled flight? Yes, we did have um, a multitude of, of, of canceled flights, but the great news is we work with an amazing ticketing team. So when you work with a travel advisor that does have a ticketing team, what's great about it is when the flights are canceled, they're usually going to be reprotected on another flight um, and they're not going to have to wait on hold for, with the airline to try to figure out what's the best flight coming up. So we were lucky in that a lot of our clients were able to find um, flights that didn't impact their travel too much. With, with the, we were lucky enough that we didn't have a lot of clients get canceled, but at the end of the day, I think moving forward, having um, insurance is fantastic because trip delay and cancellation is covered. So that was really helpful for a lot of our clients that did get stuck in places. Absolutely, Jill. And I th- again, working with a travel advisor, you know, you know how to handle those situations. And imagine if you were not working with a travel advisor and what, you know, the, all the headaches that would cause and have to dealing with, with so much of that frustration that just adds to it. So again, if you are listening and you do not have a travel advisor, make sure you get one. That should be your resolution and your travel goal for 2022. So that pretty much wraps up what was trending in the world of travel in the last week on the news front. Uh, anything you'd like to mention or give us feedback on, shoot me an email, podcast at travelpulse.com. So now we're going to dive into the theme of this week's show on family travel and the expertise of Jill there in selling family travel. And she has to mentioned before the show, you have 21 nieces and nephews. I think that's amazing. Um, Jill is also a fellow UGA grad like myself. Uh, go dogs. And go nas- dogs. Yeah, national champs right there. They just won last night. It was fantastic. So I hope all 21 of your nieces and nephews go to UGA. But aside from that, um, but yeah, family travel is huge. We're seeing, you know, a lot of people missed out on family connections over the last two years. So kind of already saw that a little bit with family travel, seeing a boost there at the holiday times. And where I think we're going to continue to see that a lot of family trips being planned and talked about over the holidays. That's what my family was doing. And we're really excited about things coming up this year. So Jill, how are family clients reacting though to Omicron right now? And as we're dealing with that, you mentioned a little bit about cancellations before you're not seeing too much there, but, and as it compares to the previous spikes, um, with, with Delta and everything, but overall, what's the sense you're getting from family specifically uh, right now on travel? I think they're they're really still wanting to have some flexibility with booking and terms and conditions and, you know, making, I, we're seeing a little bit of a pause, like as far as wanting to make the financial commitment, but they're still actually booking and, and planning the trips. I think they just want to make sure that they're, um, nothing crazy is going to happen that's going to shut down any countries. And we're not really worried about shutdowns as much as we are just um, how how things will change with um, the travel insurance and making sure that everybody's protected before they, before they go. Um, clients really are still wanting to travel. Like they're, they're ready to go. They're tired of being in their homes. It's winter. They know it's going to be tough with schools and, and the, the virus kind of um, kicking into the school systems and people having to stay home more and the kids being back home and the parents are trying to work. So they're looking at, you know, putting something on the calendar to have something to look ahead to. Yeah. And uh, the first big, you know, getaway here, we've got MLK coming up this weekend. You've got, or not, yeah, this weekend coming up and then you've got 
um, President's Day in February. So a few little potential weekend getaways if you're seeing anything on that front. And then obviously the big one uh, that really starts off the year of travel is a spring break period for families. So are you seeing a right. lot of um, any, are you seeing good booking stuff there? Or what's your sense yes. uh, as we get into the, these little weekend holidays and the holidays and uh, uh, spring break? Um, we were lucky last year in that we really started seeing people look ahead um, for their trips um, earlier, I think, last year than we, we have in the past. I think people a lot of times will forget about it and they're like, oh, gosh, I want to, I need to book my MLK or my President's Day. And we were really busy in the fall looking ahead to those trips. And then spring break, I think everybody's ready to get those locked in now. Um, again, they, people were kind of waiting to see what was happening. And now we're seeing a lot of and emails come in going, let's get this locked in. We want to book our flights. We want to get this done so that we're not stressed about it. Um, I think um, it's really looking looking positive. And I think from most of the team, I think what's going on is um, a lot of um, people want to be outside and they want to be in warm weather destinations and they want to be sort of away from the crowd. So that's still kind of trending as far as, you know, what people are looking to do. Yeah. That's among the big family travel trends there. Obviously um, warm weather destinations is, is top of mind at this time. Uh, you, you know, you said you're in Chicago right there. So you're experiencing mm -hmm. cold weather there. I'm based out of Georgia and it's getting cold here too. So, and it's not that cold comparatively to, you know, what it's you're relative, experiencing right? there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I would still much rather be toes in the sand and a beer in hand. That's for sure. So what other family uh, travel trends are you anticipating or seeing um, for 2022 in general? Multi-gen is just huge right now. I think, you know, grandparents and getting together, everybody's celebrating together. We're seeing a lot of homes and villas um, are still popular. And that could be domestic travel is still pretty hot right now. We're seeing a lot of people wanting to stay in within the U.S. We're also seeing Mexico and Costa Rica have been huge for us as far as just rental homes and people getting kind of in the same time zone and not having to travel too far um and then having to worry about what the time zone differences are for the kids. We're seeing ranches really popular. Hawaii has been huge for us, um, for the whole team at JetSet. Um, we're seeing a lot more um, of families wanting to stay longer in places and not move around as much. Um, and then also having a more of an uh, inclusive package. It doesn't have to be an all-inclusive, but meaning maybe a ranch that has all the meals included or activities that are on property. So they make that makes it easier for the, the parents, to be honest. <laughs> so yeah. they can have a vacation as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there's, that's one thing you don't want to have to worry too much about is, is feeding everyone uh, so that you can focus on relaxation because that can be, you know, that can be tricky when, when you get to vacation stuff. So that's interesting you mentioned about ranches. I haven't heard a whole, lot of, a whole lot about that. So I think that is an exciting side of travel that doesn't get a whole lot of uh, press, I guess, and a whole lot of uh, push. So that that's good that you're seeing boosts there. And then obviously, yeah, the villas and, and the rentals is is was huge, you know, in the early going of the pandemic and the recovery. And I, I do think that that will continue throughout all of 2022. Agreed. So um, any specific destinations that are popular among families um, so far that you're seeing right now? Yeah, I think, um, again, I, I mentioned Hawaii, Mexico, right. Costa Rica. Um, I think um, we're seeing and what we are hoping is to get people again over to Africa because I feel like those are bucket list, you know, it's a bucket list destination for a lot of people. And if they have the time, it's great to get them over there because the crowds aren't um, as busy and there's great um, deals kind of going on to try to support conservation and to get clients down there um, to experience and being outside. I always said I, I was lucky enough to be in Rwanda and uh, Kenya last January and I felt 
felt much safer there than I do here in the sense that you're outside, you're, you're eating outside, you're in open vehicles. So those places like Africa, Galapagos has been really popular. People are looking at trying to get down to the Galapagos. Um, it's been on their list for a while and they're kind of been putting it off and now they're realizing we need to make this happen. We don't want anything like this to happen again and we don't want to miss out on those opportunities with our children when they're at those ages where it's so important to have the educational component of, of travel involved. Um, I think Greece and Croatia were huge um, last year. I think they'll continue to be huge because I think people want to be out on, on the water, be at beaches, be in Europe and have that culture aspect as well. So those are sort of the top places that we're seeing um, happening again this year. For sure. And what about some of the underrated, underrated, under the radar destinations that are great for families that uh, maybe get overlooked a little bit as, as people uh, gravitate towards the, you know, the Caribbean or the Hawaii's and the Cancun's and all that stuff of they, they, they get a lot of uh, press and they get a lot of uh, focus on where people want to go. But what about some of those that might get overlooked that are still really great options for families that they can, that they should consider more often now? Um, Chile is amazing. Um, Patagonia, Atacama Desert, it's again, same time difference for the most part. Um, same, and, and then also to like Panama, Nicaragua, a lot of people are like, what? I mean, they, they, they know Costa Rica and Belize, but they don't know Panama and Nicaragua. We had a lot of really happy uh, clients over those destinations over festive and they were blown away because they just didn't know enough about, you know, about it before we, we shared the information with them. Turkey is another one, like getting on a galette off the coast of Turkey. Um, it's been open. It's been easy to get to, not as busy as it normally is. Um, Slovenia is another one, the Dolomiti Mountains up in Italy and then Slovenia um, a lot of people, Croatia has been on hot list for the last few years, but Slovenia um, hasn't been. And I think that's a great destination. Um, uh, some of the islands in Spain, Menorca, uh, Mallorca, Ibiza, um, a lot of those um, sort of islands that people don't know about, Sicily, um, uh, you know, I could go on. <laughs> yeah, I would love to get out to all I love, of those. Yeah. I love all these under-the-radar places. This is where I, like, love to have clients go to because I think, you know, that's where we come into play as a travel advisor. They might not know enough about it, but it might be the perfect destination for them because they don't want to be at all the touristy spots. They want to know the places where the Europeans are traveling or, or other people in the, around the world are traveling so they can feel more of an authentic experience when they're taking their family. Yeah, and I think that's great too. You, you mentioned Panama. My sister went there a couple years ago and absolutely loved it. Chile has been high on my bucket list, so I'm hoping to get to that uh, probably next year. I know we've got someone on our team already going this year, so fingers crossed that I'll be 23 for that one. But yeah, I, I do love the under under the radar ones that uh, places that tend to get overlooked. And like you said, that's where a travel advisor can come in. So to the travel advisors out there listening right now, I think that's uh, got to be key for you this year too. Is is uh, focusing on learning more about some of those destinations that do get overlooked so you can have more of an expertise into your repertoire of, of places that you can recommend if someone's like, well, you know, I've been to Cancun or I've been to, you know, this island here or there, but, um, or I, I would like to go there, but I know it's really crowded or really pricey. Where else can I go? And, you know, an advisor has to be able to uh, navigate that and, and guide them in those places. So any advice you would give to travel advisors in selling family travel for 2022 here, Jill? I think being um, sort of understanding of all the challenges that come with um, family travel, I think it's, you know, understanding that, you know, people may not, they may want to go um, international, but they might not feel 100% comfortable right now with maybe what's going on with their schools and the quarantines or the testing. I think, you know, maybe looking ahead and saying to somebody, yeah, maybe it's great that you stay domestic for this spring break, but let's go ahead and talk about maybe what your summer travel can be, or let's talk about next year. Let's talk about the next couple years of your travel looking ahead so we can go ahead and say, well, you know, Africa and, and, 
um, Patagonia are opposite season. So we want to make sure you're hitting those places in the right time of year and projecting out maybe where what's on their bucket list so they can make the best decisions during the time of years that they need to be traveling. And again, for budgeting purposes, you know, some of those places are a bit more expensive um, and they might want to be planning further, um, you know, a couple years so that they have the money in the, in the bank to, to pay, take those trips and then knowing what's value, you know, value for money. And so we can help with those sorts of questions as well. Yeah, budget is key and a travel advisor can always help you find some good deals out there around the world. So mm-hmm. really appreciate that. And I think another thing with with what you mentioned too on you know, advisors and, and navigating this whole thing and communicating with your clients at this time. Do you find yourself that you're talking more to clients in January more so than any other months? And because it is such a planning uh, time to where maybe, like you mentioned, you can talk a little bit about spring break, but maybe they're not ready to book or travel just then, but you can talk a little bit about summer and the rest of the year and even future years too, because of the planning is such a, of a mindset in January. I personally think just picking up the phone and talking to a client is key, especially now more than ever. I, I understanding where they're coming from. I mean, you can email back and forth, you know, and it's great, but then just getting on the phone and talking through some of their concerns or telling them what you've seen with your past clients to say, Oh, this really worked for this family. This, you know, this is something you should consider. Don't be too worried about this. Or, you know, again, just making sure that you're having those open lines, because I think if they know they can pick up the phone and call you for any question that they have, that's going to be an important way of making sure that they feel comfortable in all of their travels, knowing that there's somebody here um, in case of emergency. Excellent advice, Jill. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're you're very busy on your side of things with your business, so I really appreciate you Thankfully, taking the time to yeah. <laughs> uh, join the podcast here. Any closing uh, thoughts um, or words you want to uh, pass on to our listeners or how they can get in touch with you if they'd like to, anything like that, follow you on social media, whatever you want to plug, go for it. Um, well, I would just say stay optimistic. I think this is going to be a great year. I think we're seeing just, it's going to be way better than we, we expect. And I'm going to stay that, you know, optimistic for our, for our clients as well. Um, I also, um, am just thankful for, uh, for my clients and how, and, and the industry traveler, I mean, sorry, the industry friends I have all over the suppliers and everybody have been so patient getting through the last few years. And I know that, um, it's tough for everyone and we're all sort of trying to get through this. Um, anybody can reach out to me. I'm Jill at jetsetworldtravel.com. Um, uh, and I also do have social media, but I'm not as uh, great at it as, as I should be, but I'm a Jill set go and jet set world travel as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jill. I really, really, really appreciate it. So you enjoy the rest of your week here and uh, go dogs. <laughs> go dogs. Thank and, you, Eric. Thanks again to Jill for jumping on the show today and talking all things travel and family travel as well. A lot going on on that front. I hope you have some family vacations planned for this year. And our, my travel advisor listeners, I hope you're booking lots and lots of family vacations because family vacations are just so much fun, right? Uh, if you have any big plans for this year, podcast at travelpulse.com is the email address. Reach out to me and let me know what your travel plans are for the year. And uh, if you want to have any feedback or advice, uh, um, any thoughts on the show, any anything at all, you can reach out to me. You know, and if you'd like to be on the show too, hit me up and uh, we can potentially work out something for the year. If you'd like to uh, listen next week, uh, I, I think you're going to want to listen next week because we've got a very, very exciting guest. I will not say just yet, but uh, someone who is uh, maybe a little famous. Yeah, yeah, she's famous. So uh, way more famous than I will ever be. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for this show. Thank you guys for listening so much. Have a great week. Bye.